So we're going to talk about wisdom today. I if you've ever studied the topic. Anybody? It's a very large topic, and there is a lot of scripture on this word. So I had about eight sermons because there's so many things, and I was like all over the place. So I narrowed it down to this little bitty piece that I felt like God wanted to share on today. So I hope it's a blessing to you. So we're going to dive into wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? Why do we need wisdom? And what is godly wisdom? There's a lot of stinking wisdom out there. Everybody's trying to tell us what to do, what to think, what to wear, how to feel, how to do life. Everywhere we go, there's their wisdom. But I thought maybe we should figure out what is God's wisdom? Where do we get that from? When studying wisdom, I quickly noticed there were two words. Almost every time the Bible is referencing wisdom, it was also noting these two words. Those two words are knowledge and understanding. So why in scripture is God lumping those words all together? And what's, I just, I like to, when you see repetitive things in the scripture, you should go, huh, why is that? Why is that a common theme? Why is God putting these words together? So we're going to read a ton of scripture today. Um, we're going to start in Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. These are all in the New King James Version because that's how I learned the Bible. And so if you tell me a scripture in a different version, I'll be like, that's not what it says. Do you ever do that? So I apologize if you're in a different version, but New King James is what we're doing today. So through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and present riches. So verse 5 and 6 is awesome too, but again, I had to... I had to cut it down, so we're just going to focus on those few little sentences. So to break it down, I think God's pretty awesome in in the way he does scripture. Have you ever noticed that he kind of breaks it down into chewable pieces? Sometimes if you read something, you're like, oh, I don't get that. That's that's kind of a lot. Well, God has done this down for us. These scriptures are awesome. So Solomon, the author of this proverb, shows us that a man can run his life. He can do all the things he needs to do, business, family, He can have all of these things, but there are wisdom and wise ways to do it. And how do you do that? How do you have a good name? How do you have the blessings of God in those things? And dads, I'm particularly talking to you today because I know, I know living with a, with a father and I have a father, they strive to provide. They strive to get to that next place. They strive for everyone to be happy. It's in them. It's in fathers to teach and mold and guide and lead And although we all have that desire, it really is how a man is built. And so that is after the Father's heart because that is how he, and we'll see in Scripture today, that is how God does life. That is who he is. He's always teaching. He's always bringing out his wisdom. So the best way to have the outside look prosperous and be prosperous and be whole and healthy and all of those things, it has to start where? On the inside, right? Sometimes people build this big thing and then it falls apart and you're like, wow, I thought that was legit and man, that thing was It's because the inside was not stable. It was not secure. It was not founded in God. Even though the outside looked nice or looked whole or looked strong, if it's not built properly on the word of God, it's eventually going to come down, right? So let's see what these three words really mean and why um, in scripture they're always together. So the first word we're going to tackle is the word knowledge. In that same scripture, Proverbs 24, 4, it says, By knowledge the rooms were filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So the definition of that word knowledge means to become aware, to have data, to learn, or learning, learning information, having facts, 
You're gaining these through skills. You're acquiring it. So knowledge, right? You're gaining information. So this starts when God gives us information. Have you ever noticed how God does that? He's constantly throwing things your way. This is what I think. This is what I think. This is how I do it. This is what I have for you. This is my promise. He's throwing information our way. And if we just leave it at information, what it will be? It will be knowledge and information. This is one of the big traps I see for people today. We are the information age. We know stuff about everything. You could be at lunch with your coworkers. You could be sitting out with your neighbors drinking iced tea on the front porch. Everybody knows something about something. You know why? I watched a YouTube video about that. I read this article. I watched this podcast. Have you noticed that? And everybody's an expert on everything. And you're like, okay, so you watched a podcast. Who's that person that you're even talking about? What do they actually know? Did they watch someone else's podcast and now they're the expert? Right? We're full of information. But I'm afraid as Christians, often stop right there and just let it stay as information. So the next word is understanding. Proverbs 24, same scripture. But the verse before, verse 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. So by understanding, the house is established. So I think every time I say how, I want you to think about your life, your house, meaning your life, what you're doing, what you're creating, what you're building. Your house will be established by what? Understanding, the scripture says. So the definition of understanding is insight and comprehension. So you're not just getting the information. You're actually comprehending what it's saying. You're grasping it. You're getting someone's perception on it. You're getting understanding. You're, it's a little bit more than just information. Does that make sense? Um, I like the word discernment. You're, you're discerning what that information is doing. You're actually starting to engage with the content that you have. The Message Bible says it takes wisdom to build a house and understanding to set it on a firm foundation. So by understanding, it is established. I really like that established. That means to set. It means to apply, to ready, to secure. Don't you want your house to be secure? Your life, your thoughts, your actions, your motives. You're the only one who knows all of those things. You can act like you got it all together, but on the inside... God's the one who knows all those things. Are those things secure? Are those things set in the wisdom of the Lord? So let's let's unravel that last word, wisdom. Same scripture, Proverbs 24, 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. So that definition of wisdom, the soundness of an action or decision with regard to knowledge. The soundness of action or decision in regards to knowledge. So once you get that knowledge... You get the understanding. The wisdom is knowing what to do with it, right? That is the maturity and the, and the Lord speaking to you to know what to do with that. It's having good judgment. It's the application of the understanding. What are you going to do now that you've wrapped your mind, now that God has revealed and spoken to you? What, what's the application that you're going to do? Um, there's a lady named Jenny Allen, and I love this quote. She is founder of the If Gathering. We do a lot of women's things. She's an author. She's written many books. Um, she's a Bible teacher, visionary of If. And she said, knowledge is knowing the tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to use a tomato in a fruit salad. 
I don't know if it's her quote or if it's someone else's, but I heard her say that at a conference, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. Because I guarantee if you tell somebody who hasn't cooked much or doesn't know much and says, go to the store, get some fruit, ask the guy in the produce department for some fruit, and make a fruit salad. They go, can you give me some fruit? Okay, there's this, this, tomatoes are fruit, let's get you some of those, let's get you some strawberries, some blueberries. There you go, go make yourself a fruit salad. Is it all fruit? Yes. Do you want a tomato in your fruit salad? No, I don't. If you do, that's weird. It doesn't really taste very good. (laughs) Right? So the wisdom is knowing where to put those things and where to apply those things. Because it might in the worldly system look like, well, that goes here. That's a fruit. Clearly, that goes here. No, God's ways are not our ways. And sometimes it goes over here. And that is applying that knowledge and understanding and using the wisdom of God to be able to go, that goes here. That, that's a fruit, but it doesn't go here. Does that make sense? This is where the Holy Spirit can help. I love the Holy Spirit. If I had a favorite of the Trinity, which I don't, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I commune with him all day. He speaks to me. He talks to me. It's how I feel like this all comes together is when he's speaking, Kara, that's a tomato. That's not going to taste. Kara, that doesn't fit there. Kara, I know that the world says that you should be doing this and that will make you prosperous or successful. But you don't want to do that. You want to do it this way. Isn't that so great? You're on the ground and you're like, I messed up and I failed. And the Holy Spirit's like, come on. Remember what we showed you. Remember what we taught you. Remember what we read in my word. Let's go. Right? It's that wisdom. Um, what is wisdom? The fear of the Lord, Job 28, 28. That whole stinking chapter, I really wanted to read it to you, but it's kind of long. So you should read it. It's really good. Job 28, it's, his, it's Job's dissertation on wisdom. After all he'd been through and all that taken away from him and all the gossip and all the advice from all his friends, this is what he comes to the conclusion in, in Job 28, 28. Well, that whole chapter, but 28, 28. The very, he said, what is wisdom? The fear of the Lord is wisdom. That will fortify and strengthen your house. So Romans 16, 27. I love this scripture. To God alone wise be glory through Christ Jesus forever. Alone. God alone is wise. If you know someone who's wise and godly, they got it from God. It's not something you can muster up on your own. It's not something you can read in a book or find on a YouTube video. And I think all those resources are great. I watch YouTube. I read articles. I watch podcasts. I listen to other preachers. I, I do a lot of things. But the source is from God. And we better be grounded in the scripture. Because what if your YouTube favorite is wrong? What if the article you read was not biblically sound. You have to be the one to discern that. And you're accountable for that, right? I'm accountable. I'm accountable for what I'm telling you right now. And if I'm telling you something that's unbiblical, you tell me. And I better go to God with that, right? Because we are accountable. We've got to discern and have the wisdom to know. And that only comes from spending time with him. So fathers share their wisdom with their sons. Our dad is a good dad. He gave us a whole book. He gave us his Holy Spirit. He sent his only son. He is a perfect father. He is wisdom. 
So we're talking about building our houses, especially to the Father today. I imagine there are times where you're like, I screwed up. Especially as you get older, I think you thought your house would look a certain way, your life would look a certain way, your finances would look a certain way, and then you're like, okay, well, that doesn't really match up with what I thought. (laughs) And you get kind of frustrated. We tend to be a little bit hard on ourselves. But it's about building a house. We can't take any material things with us. We can't take our bank accounts or the money or the things that we buy. It's connection with the Father. This morning when I was thinking about houses and how they're built and how they're secure and what makes them secure, the Lord reminded me of the story of the three little pigs. Do you remember this story? Bella's smiling. She remembers. But there's a story about three little pigs. And the mama had the three pigs and she couldn't take care of them anymore. And so she sent them out to go on their own. You go make your own homes. So the pigs set out, the three little pigs. And the first, they were going to the brick house or the brick works to get bricks to make their houses. Well, along the way, the first little pig sees a guy with straw. And he's like, oh, that's so much easier. I don't have to work anymore. It'll work. It's fine. I'm going to make my house with straw. So he built his house with straw, right? And what happens? The wolf comes along, and he huffs and puffs, and he what? And he blows the house down. That didn't really work out, did it? So the two pigs continue walking. The next pig comes along, a guy that has some sticks. And he says, well, sticks are better than straws. So his little sibling just got eaten, okay? Do you realize that? He blows down, and his sibling is gone. He got eaten. He's bacon. And he still says, okay, there's straw. That's better than, or there's sticks. It's better than the straw. I'll make my house. I'm lazy. I want to rest and relax. I'm going to build my house with sticks. Do we ever do this? Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you ever, God said, go get the bricks, and you settle for the straw or the sticks? When God said, get the bricks. And so the second little piggy, he makes his house with the sticks. Big bad wolf comes. What does he say? He huffed and he puffed and he blew the house down. And he ate the little pig. At least the version I read. He ate the little piggy. His plan did not work. <laughs> He's gone. The last little pig makes it all the way to the brickworks. He makes he gets his bricks. And he actually carefully builds his house. He takes the time to build the sturdy house, put it on foundation, and make it a house secure and steady and strong, right? So that big bad wolf, it worked two times, two for two. He goes up to the house. What does he do? He huffs and he puffs. And it doesn't blow down. Why? Because he built it correctly. He took the time when it was harder, it was longer, it took more time He watched his little piggy siblings go bye-bye. There's lots of things he endured, but he took the time to build it right. And when the wolf came, his house did not blow down. Silly little story. But the enemy comes, and he huffs, and he puffs. And he, he will blow your house down. How many times has he blown your house down? My hand's up. He's blown my house down a lot of times. For whatever reason, I wasn't prepared. I got caught off guard. I had my guard down. I wasn't whatever life sometimes even. And I'm not saying that when we thought everything's perfect and the house is secure and nothing's ever going to happen. That's not true. 
but he's, the enemy's still going to come, and he's going to huff and puff. But what is our house built on? What is our family built on? What are the things that nobody else sees? What things are you watching on your phone? What things are you watching on your TV? What are the conversations that you're having with other people or yourself that are toxic or ungodly? I may not know. Your spouse may not know. Your friends may not know. God knows. And that's not a shame on you, God watching you. That is God loves you, and he wants good for you. And he wants your house to be secure in him, not in ourselves. Guys, we try to build our own houses, don't we? And they often fall down. They're not secure like we think. So knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. So those, these are three things that build on each other. It starts with knowledge. We can put up that scripture with those three words, or that slide with those three words. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. These build upon each other, and the goal is to get to wisdom. If you just have knowledge, you just have knowledge. It's just information. Even if it's information from God, if you don't do anything with it, guys, it's information. It's good information. Have you ever known anyone like that? People can study the Bible for years and never do anything with it and never apply anything to their life. You have to have the understanding and the breath of God to speak it to you. When the word comes alive and he breathes his breath on you, it's life-changing. Do you ever wonder why people can get saved at the same time and one grows and one doesn't? It's, it's a choice, right? You've got to nourish yourself with the word of God. So that knowledge, God teaches you something, you gain information, you become aware, and at that point you have a choice. You have a choice to understand. All right, God, I'm getting this information. I'm hearing you saying things. What do you want me to know? What's your perspective? What's your heart? And you gain that understanding, and then you have the choice to apply, apply, apply the wisdom. And this part I love because it's a journey. We don't always get it right. We don't always apply it right. We don't always fully understand it. You can't wait till you fully understand to apply it. Trust God when he speaks to you and step out in faith. That's that wisdom, right? Knowing that he's going to lead you. I heard Graham Cook say one time, he said, why do we live with a stop sign, stop light? As Christians, he said, a lot of times we live like there's this big red light from God. And we're all waiting, like, as soon as God says, I'm going to do this, or as soon as I get the green light, I'm going to change the world, or I'm going to start that Bible study, or I'm going to tell my friend about Jesus, or whatever. We, we live like there's this red light there. I said, that's ridiculous. We're still live with the green light. Jesus has given us the green light. We're sitting there at the red light, and he's like, I never gave you a red light. I said, Go. Fulfill your dreams. Go preach the gospel. Go change the world. Do what I've called you to do. Go to the ends of the earth. Remember all the scriptures? Are they all flooding your mind right now? Go to the ends of the earth. Disciple the nations. I've chosen you all of those things. So he said, what if we live at the green light? And if we happen to veer off or we're getting out of line a little bit or we're kind of... Don't you think our God and Daddy is good enough to go, hey, stop for a second. Don't you think we're listening to him enough and that he's big enough that if we take a right turn and we were supposed to go left, that he'd say, hey, sweetie, hold on. Hold on. I want you to go this way. Or if we get way down the road, he's not big enough to turn us around. Isn't that an awesome thought to live with the green light? Knowing that we can just run into his grace and run and do what we're called to do? I heard that, and for whatever reason, I was like, that makes sense to me. I'm often like, I'm just going to wait here because I'm a rule follower. So I'm like, I'm wait here, and when God lets me know, no, that's not how we're supposed to do it. 
So building this house, I liken it to, to this. If somebody were to build a house and they watched all these videos and they read some manuals and instruction books, and maybe they talked to some construction guys, okay, I know how to build a house. And you're talking to them and you're like, really, you know how to build a house? And they're like, yeah, you do this and you do that and you find the ground and you buy these materials. Guys, honestly, does that person know how to build a house? He has information, but has he ever built a house? Does he have any understanding of what materials you really need, what the soil needs to be like, how deep those posts need to go into the ground, what the water systems, the drainage systems are in the area, all of those different things and all the millions of things I know nothing about. Could they really build a house based on just reading and watching a couple videos? Probably not. It takes that understanding and then the wisdom to be able to make sure that house is fortified and solid, right? So fathers, and for all of us, it is our job to share the wisdom that God has given us. And sometimes we think, well, I don't know enough about the Bible. Well, I don't know if I have that quite right. Well, I've only been a Christian, you know, a couple years. Some of us, it's like, oh, I've only been a Christian 30 years. Oh, I think you can do it. I think you can do it. Right? You look in the Bible, people got saved and set free, and they were out preaching the next day. Baptized, there you go. Off you go. Go tell people about Jesus. Go do the kingdom work, right? It is our job to impart, to teach, to share, to guide, to push a little bit, to nudge a little bit, to inspire, to encourage. Why? Because that is what Father has done, and he has shown us the way. Have you ever watched a dad? Maybe your dad, maybe your father-in-law or a stepdad, maybe your spouse, maybe one at work, and they're teaching somebody, teaching their kid, or they're teaching someone that's younger than them. This is how you build a campfire. You got to take the little sticks and you got to set them up like this and make it, make sure you do this. You don't just throw them in there. Nope, that's not right. Nope, let's try again. Let's put it up. All right, now watch this. This is where you put the flame. This is where you put the paper. If you just tuck them in real good right here, isn't it an amazing thing to watch? Teach, somebody teaching somebody something that they didn't know how to fish, how to camp, how to build a fire, how to run, how to cook. That's what we're built to do, you guys, is to teach all of us. We are built because our Father is the great teacher. And all throughout scriptures, that's a whole book of teaching. He's teaching us how to do life. It's pouring out his wisdom, right? All right. We got a long chunk of scripture here that I love. Proverbs 3, 13 through 24. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. I love that. Can we just stop right there? Everybody today wants to be happy. That's all everybody wants, just to be happy. I just want to be happy. Well, that doesn't make me happy. I'm finding a new job. This shirt doesn't make me happy. Wah. Happy, that's what everybody wants. Okay, say this again. Happy is the man who has lots of money, who has the biggest house, who has the cool job. No. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Not what you thought, right? And the man who gains understanding, for her, which when it says her, it's speaking of wisdom, for wisdom, her, proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She, wisdom, is more precious rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of her days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways, wisdom's ways, are the ways of pleasantness. 
All her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. It's interesting to retain her. So once you have wisdom, you have to retain the wisdom, right? The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up, and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life for your soul and grace for your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Wisdom. Who knew? Who knew? Those three scriptures right in the middle. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. Think about the first scripture we started with and see if you're kind of seeing some correlation here. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. He's setting it up for us right here, those three things that we talked about. He founded the earth with wisdom. With understanding, he established the heavens, and by knowledge, he was doing the details. Those three things that we found in the Proverbs 24 that we read earlier, the Lord's wisdom founded the earth. He told us, through wisdom you will build your house. And the scripture says, by understanding, he established the heavens. In Proverbs 20, it says, by understanding, you establish it. That last one, it's, it's about the details. His knowledge of the depths, it broke them up. In Proverbs, it says, by knowledge, you will fill the rooms. Filling those rooms in a house is the details. It's what makes it a home, right? Those precious curtains and the nice little knickknacks you like to put up and the rugs and, the, and all of the things for comfort, the nice couches or the big comfy couch that's maybe not very pretty, but everyone loves it because it's nice and big. Those are the details. And I love that scripture, and I was blown away when I was reading about wisdom, how often God, and in his scripture, would use these words together. They're together. Don't just, I think people say, I want to be wise, or I want to, well, it's, it's learning the information and hearing his voice. It's allowing him to massage that in revelation to your spirit. And then it's choosing to listen and obey and follow after him. Does that make sense? So here's a promise to us. Proverbs 3, 21 through 24. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way. And your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. That is our promise from him. And it's regarding wisdom. I think we sometimes we have all these ideas of what God is like or what his wisdom is like. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I did not put that together. Right? So in closing, how do you build your house? If you would just take a moment and just think about your life and yourself. How do you build your house? How do you build your life? Is it based on wisdom? Or is it based on the world's wisdom? Is it based on everybody else or your parents even? This is how you do it. 
or culture, this is how you do it. And then God's like, well, this is actually how you do it. If you want a house that will last, you want a marriage that will last, you want generations after you to know me, what are you leaving? It's wisdom. How do you right the wrongs? We all have them. We've done some wrongs. How do we right the wrongs? How do you restore relationships? How do you make peace with things that didn't go well? Wisdom. How do you lead your family and be a godly father, be a good example to those around you? Wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? It comes from God. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Isn't that great? We can ask. I do it like daily. But I don't know. I got nothing. I tried. I did everything I knew to do, which is silly. We should probably go to God first, right, before we try all this stuff. Ask God, what what do you think about this? How do I fix this relationship? How do I make this right? How do I accomplish that goal or that thing? So it says, let him ask of God. I love this part. Who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. He is faithful. If you ask for his wisdom, he will give it to you. You might not always like what he says. The scriptures might not always feel warm and fuzzy. It might not be easy. It might be easier to get the straw or the sticks and be like, I'm just going to build it like this. And God will love you because he loves you. And he lets you choose. He lets me choose. And when our house gets blown down... He's not like, I told you. He's like, come on, I got you. And he scoops us up, and he reminds us again of who he is, and he gives us once again his wisdom. Amen? Proverbs 2, 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Again, those three words, For the Lord gives wisdom. That's what he does. So we're going to end on Proverbs 2, verse 1 through 11. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment, And lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her, if you seek wisdom as silver, and search for her for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's so good. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. Listen to this part. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. 
He is so good, you guys. He is so good. I want to encourage you. There's a lot of, can I say crap? There's a lot of crap out there. And honestly, I think it's getting worse. Even the word in churches are getting muddied, and it's getting hard to tell what the truth is. It is our job as believers to know what the word of God says. Teenagers, you are now accountable to God. You can't be like, well, my mom, my dad, church. What do you believe? What do you know? You get to choose too. And he's good. Oftentimes we don't want his wisdom because it's harder. You have to walk those extra miles to get to brick. It's often a longer path, right? But it's the good one. It's the right one. He is faithful. I love that scripture. It, the, all those scriptures that we just read in Proverbs 2. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. That's you and me. He's a shield. Anyone ever need a shield? I need a shield. I feel like the enemy's always after me. Life is hard. There's, he has a shield for those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice. He preserves the way for his saints. Isn't that awesome? He preserves the way. The Bible says that our steps are ordered of the Lord. We don't have to know what's down the road. We want to. And sometimes we think we know. But he's like, this one, I'm going to light it up for you. See that? There's a light. There's a lamp onto my feet right there. Just right there. Okay. And when you get there and you don't know where to go, he goes, right there. Just look right. Okay. And we just follow his word. We follow his ways. And wisdom. I think sometimes we think, I don't want to be wise till I'm older. I want to live my life and do what I want to do. You can do that. Sticks and straws. That's all I got for you. Sticks and straws. It might be fun for a while. It's going to fall down. It's going to get down. Right? So would you stand with me? I would just like to pray over us. You would just steady your heart before the Lord. You can lift your hands, but it's mostly just about lifting your heart to Jesus. Father, I thank you. We thank you that you are faithful to speak. You gave us your word, but you all speak to us every day if we will listen, if we will ask. God, we thank you for saying if we lack wisdom, it doesn't mean we're stupid. It means we're less than. It just simply means that we get to ask our daddy, Daddy, I don't understand. And you are so faithful. Your word says that you will show us. You will teach us. You will guide us. And I have witnessed that so many times. You are so good. So God, just for a moment, I'd like to just pray over the dad in any areas that they feel like they have fallen that they have not measured up, that maybe had all these dreams or, or thoughts of what life would look like or what their family would look like or their finances or, or their, you know, traveling or things that they own or money in the bank. God, I just, I just ask that you would remind them of your grace and that those were never your expectations. 
all you want and all you've ever wanted is their hearts. You just want them to crawl up in your lap and for there to be openness and communication and and joy. And so we just release any shame right now in the name of Jesus. Men, would you just release that shame? Just give it to the Lord this morning. It's not yours to carry. He says you are enough. You are my child. You are my son. And I am well pleased. And I love you. And you have not failed. You have not failed. You have not failed. And God, my prayer for all of us is that we would seek wisdom. Not from the world, not from our culture, but from your word. We will knock, the door will be opened, we will seek and we will find, we will ask, and you will tell. God, I pray that our houses would be built on the sure foundation. You are the solid rock on which I stand. Just take a minute in your own words. Would you just pray to the Lord and just, whatever was applicable today, whatever God was touching or highlighting in your life, would you just take a moment? It's all about connecting with him. And just bring it before the Lord. We are who we are because of him. To the measure that we let him in is the measure that he gets to be glorified, right? If we are like, Lord, you can have a little. What if we're like, Lord, you have it all. You can have it all. I got nothing. My job's fine. My family's great. I got some nice things. You're so good. But what if we truly just gave him all? Not on the good days. On all the days. Even on the hard days, when we don't want to give him anything because we don't know what's going on and we're confused. What if we sought his wisdom and built our lives truly on the solid rock? Amen.